Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of That Podcast. My name is Ryan Janke, and today we are going to do things just a little bit different. This week, October 3rd through the 6th, Pastor Paul Cross, Pastor Mark Soljum, Jen Kaminsky-Horak, and I had the privilege of going to Hilliard, Ohio for the 21st Annual Gathering and Convention for the LCMC. That's Lutheran Congregations in Mission for Christ. We went out there, we heard um, uh, speeches from people like Jeremy King and Jen Alexander, Julie Smith and Mike Bradley, the service coordinator for LCMC. We were able to go to some breakout sessions and uh, listen to people talk about things like securing your future uh, and supporting spouses, equipping volunteers in youth ministry. A lot of great breakout sessions, a lot of great keynote speakers, a lot of great breakout sessions, a lot of great worship and really good fellowship and networking. It was just a, a great time uh, with, with people, other people in LCMC from around the country, uh, met some new people, uh, reconnected with some people we had already known, and it was uh, a great time. And we were able to sit down with some of those people. And so we are going to have a three-part series where we share the interviews that we recorded while we were in Hilliard at the convention. And so uh, first we are going to visit with David, Pastor David Rispoli and Pastor Scott Bowles of Joy Community Church in O'Fallon, Missouri. It's close to St. Louis. They have a really neat story uh, and uh, a really neat ministry that they do down there in O'Fallon. So we're going to uh, visit with them. We're also going to visit with Pastor Jeremy King. Uh, Jeremy was a, a keynote speaker as well. And also Mike Bradley in this first episode. And Mike is the service coordinator for LCMC. So uh, sit back, relax, and listen to these interviews. Okay, we are back, uh, and now we have, well, I'll let them introduce themselves, yeah, guys. Yeah, more LCMC uh, annual gathering uh, folks there. Yeah, 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 yes, sir. Have at it. Yep. So I'm David Raspoli, and I'm the lead pastor at Joy Community Church, and we are about 30 miles west of St. Louis, and uh, I've been there since 1997, so we're looking at 24 years mm, at, wow. at Joy. Who's your buddy? And well, and Scott has also been there for, I'll let him introduce himself. Oh, thank but. you. Hey, I'm Scott Bowles, and uh, I am the worship pastor at Joy Community Church, and David and I have been working together for 24 years. Mm-hmm. Well, David and Scott, thanks for joining that unofficial yeah, podcast. We are, in fact, the unofficial podcast of LCMC's annual gathering here in Columbus, Ohio, or should I more correctly, Hilliard, Hilliard. Ohio. Uh, where we're currently broadcasting from, uh, yeah. but we're glad that you're a part of it. So, you're, what what brought you to the to the LCMC annual gathering? What, what, tell me what 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 gets your what, what about it makes you say I'm going to come all the way from St. Louis to Columbus, Ohio. For years, we went to church conferences before getting involved with the LCMC, and uh, they were always um, extremely boring. <laughs> um, there was always uh, agendas that were not kingdom agendas and um it seemed like we'd leave there frustrated mm-hmm. and we 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 really reached a point where we stopped going mm-hmm. and it was here in ohio when we came to our first yes. lcmc convention i believe it was about eight years ago mm-hmm. and uh at the very first one we were just god ministered to our hearts and we were like wow we've we've found a home yeah. here and we've never been disappointed. Mm-hmm. Like we were disappointed last year when they when it was canceled. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like every single conference we've been to, mm-hmm. God has showed up and our hearts have been touched and yeah. we feel like we've really been equipped and he powered mm-hmm. powered for, for ministry. Yeah. It was either God or it was uh could have been uh Vanderteig's converse. High tops, maybe. Too yeah, he does have. He does wear the chucks. That day. <laughs> he does Pre- wear preacher, the chucks. preachers and sneakers. He, preachers and sneakers. It was his first uh, first year. <laughs> but you know, they but yeah, they're not right. red. You know, the, the the trend now is for for these young Turks to wear 
jeans, skinny jeans, and red sneakers. I'm not going to mention any names. Mark Soldier. Uh, I think, Scott, you, you have a pair of red sneakers, sure don't do, you? Yes. We're, yeah. Only when I'm leading worship, though. No, only when I'm <laughs> leading worship. Those are, the church, those are your church shoes. You, you know what else I noticed uh, over the last couple days here at, at the annual gathering? Can, can I see your forearms, can guys? Can see your forearms? I gotta see. No, no, no. no. Bare forearms. Come please. on, pull the sleeves no up. Tattoos. No, no, no tattoos. No tattoos on the forearms. No tattoos. You'd be a lead pastor of a half Seriously, I don't know how I'm getting it done. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure on me to get one. For those listening, back tattoo. For the don't want to see that. For those listening, I knew this was a good idea. What I have found is and we're we're Paul we're getting you lined up for one when we get back. I'm going to, you know, you Leviticus have, 19 ink shop. Yeah. You, you <laughs> Seriously, there's one called that in the Twin Cities. <laughs> you, you have to have an inner, I suppose it could be an outer, but definitely an inner forearm tattoo. Mhm. Uh, and and I was hoping that uh, that we could get one uh, for you, Paul. That says "God alone is awesome." It Ma- certainly would be apropos. Maybe in uh, is is it Old English? What what's the what's the type so, of some, some sort of block? You know, absolutely yeah. block letter. Yeah, abso- yeah. Uh, exactly. Or cursive. Or cursive. Well, yeah, cursive would be kind of cool. <laughs> so, all right. So we've got uh, David and Scott from Joy Community Church in O'Fallon, Missouri. How's the barbecue in O'Fallon? They have barbecue. They do. In fact, they had well. They have barbecue at Church of the Bar. Well, that's in true. Fact, yeah, that's, uh, smoked. He smokes, smokes it up. Yeah, yeah. He's, he does. He smokes it yeah. up and uh, rusted brewskis. So, what, what's Church at the Bar? Tell me about brewskis. Yeah, what, what's uh, actually? Let us know about the vision for this. This sounds really cool. We yeah. we, we have these spiffy purple and red and white business cards. They look uh, they're they're attractive. But tell us your vision for church. Uh, sure, for Joy Community Church. So nine years ago, um, we started doing church at a bar mm-hmm. every Wednesday night, mm-hmm. and uh, so at seven o'clock we gather. We have our worship team is there. They'll uh, it's th- in the very middle of the bar. There's a, a platform. And so our, our worship team will lead worship uh, for about 15, 20 minutes. Uh, people are pay- playing pool, playing darts, mm-hmm. eating chicken wings, drinking beer. Uh, and then right after that, um, there's a 13 to 16 minute presentation of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, a, there's a sermon uh, followed by a couple more worship songs. And uh, when we first started it, we did it as an experiment. We said, hey, we're gonna do this for 90 days. And if one person gives their heart to Jesus, then it was a success. Mm -hmm. But we weren't sure that we were going to continue to do it. Nine years later, we're still doing it. And the story of changed lives has been phenomenal. It's just been, it's been miraculous. Mm -hmm. That's unbelievable. Yeah. God gave us the vision for that probably 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, We used to, uh, we'd work during the day, put our kids to bed at night. Mm -hmm. We'd go meet for our staff meetings in a bar. Mm-hmm. Over some beer and a Bible, mm-hmm. and uh, the whenever way Luther intended it. exactly, yeah, absolutely. When we were there, uh, we would always have somebody come up and be like, "Is that a is that a Bible? What's going on over here?" Mm-hmm. And we we had people, we prayed for people at the bar mm-hmm. uh, that we were having our staff meeting at. I miss having our staff meetings <laughs> at a bar. Right. I think we need <laughs> wow. to go back to that. <laughs> we might. Uh, Can we join you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, what district could that be in the LCMC? The bar they, district. The bar <laughs> district. <laughs> so, so how was that received when you first started doing it with the congregation? You know, it was um, it was received very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some, and we did lose maybe a couple families who felt that one, they felt like the gospel has no place in a bar, and then secondly, there was this mentality, and it's kind of sad. Well, what kind of church can you build with bar people? And somebody actually said that. Oh wow! And what was sad about that was. It was never our intention to take people from the bar and bring them to our church on the weekends. Our intention was to take the gospel and share it with people who might not normally hear it. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. One of the, my favorite stories yeah. is when I first started doing church at the bar, we started to do church at the bar. Um, there was a young lady who would come and she'd bring all her friends and they were there every Wednesday. We, we were excited about that. And, uh, unbeknownst to me they they were playing a game Mm -hmm. and the game was every time in my sermon i would reference um 
Jesus's love for us. I'd say, hey, God loves you or or Jesus loves you. Everyone at the table would take a drink. <laughs> well, there you go. Okay. And uh, they, they did this for a while. But what ended up happening for that young lady is um, she came to what we call church at the church on, on a weekend. Well, during, there's a novel idea. Yeah. <laughs> dur during Lent. And um, she really she she gave her heart to Christ and um, she got involved in Celebrate Recovery mm -hmm. and okay. got into a recovery program and has been sober now for eight years. Fantastic. And she is actually our director of communications really? at, the, at the church now. God She's oh. our staff. Amen. Yeah. That so. is really cool. What a great testimony. That's cool. And that is. <laughs> so what, what – um, I wonder about church at the church. I mean, what a novel idea. I mean, church, so you have church at the bar and then church at the church. So you've got both of them going on. Right. We have a, a Saturday night service and a, and a Sunday morning service. Yes. Um, but it's interesting how many people know Scott and I just as the church at the bar pastors. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And, and they're like, really? You guys do church on the weekends too? Right. <laughs> well, you really are pastors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Did you have another yeah, question? How, how, talk to me how you guys got plugged into LCMC. Because uh, obviously LCMC wasn't, well, maybe it was around 20 years ago. I, I take that back. It was. How did you get plugged into LCMC? So we were um, part of the ELCA. Sure. And um, the reason we left the ELCA was had nothing to do with sexuality per se. Mm -hmm. It really had to do with just an understanding of Scripture mm -hmm. um, being the authoritative Word of God. Mm -hmm. This is this is what we're going to like build the house on. Yep. And I think that um, unfortunately, I think the ALCA was was moving in, in a different direction. Mm -hmm. And so it was unanimous at mm -hmm. our church yeah. that we needed to make a move. Mm -hmm. Scott, yes. I think you, you did a lot of the research in mm -hmm. terms of the yeah. different options that we were looking mm -hmm. at. Yeah. We had about five different options on the table mm -hmm. at one time, um, whether we wanted, you know, uh, we wanted to be non-denominational even. We looked mm -hmm. at that as well. Mm -hmm. But we wanted to be a part of a larger body that we could be accountable to sure. um, and, uh, and really grow from and learn from uh, and contribute to mm -hmm. as well. Where are you guys from originally? I mean, you originally from Missouri? I mean, are you I am a born and raised uh, Cardinals fan. Oh, uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Sorry and to hear uh, that. Stan <laughs> and everything, man. The whole deal, yes. The whole Pujols, and we're hoping Pujols comes back next year for uh, one more with Yachty and Wainwright. I that think it can be, happen. Yeah, we're, we're hoping. But yeah, I was. These, these people yep. are disillusioned, man. Born and raised <laughs> I, I, I was on Toast and Maybe they spent too much time <laughs> at the church at the bar. I'm not so sure. <laughs> Hey, we are, yes, mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was uh, from Pennsylvania. Um, I grew up in Newcastle, Pennsylvania, our north of Pittsburgh. Sure. Okay. And um, I moved to St. Louis in 1997 mm -hmm. as a mission developer. I was wow. a mission developer for the ELCA. Yeah. And the theory was I was going to get this place started mm -hmm. and then move on to the next place. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just have not been able to leave. I feel still called to be there another 20 years and it's, your heart. it's been i couldn't leave it was it's just mm -hmm. a great place yeah. yeah that's cool now my 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 first congregation was in weirton west virginia which is straight west of pittsburgh probably about the same distance newcastle is north okay. so yeah uh, absolutely yeah. Uh, so i know that part of the world absolutely absolutely and and, and been to a game at three river stadium too on top of that so oh, yeah Yes, indeed. Three Rivers is there in Pittsburgh. Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah. I don't think it's there anymore. I, I think they, they have a tendency to flatten these things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they, they did flatten it. They built another one. They built another. It's not called Three Rivers no, anymore. No, it's not. But it's no. not. But I've not been. I've not been to anyone in St. St. Louis. Oh, you yeah. are missing out. Yeah. That is baseball town. You know, they say that. They say that. But I, <laughs> who's they? They people. People. Them. People in the know. <laughs> well, we have four, we'll have forty-eight thousand people in it every game. Really? Five. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, it was on. It was on the game of the week the other night. It was against the Cubs, wasn't it? Uh, yes. And, and yeah, we had just had a three three series, the, three the game Cubs series. Won, I think, didn't they? Uh, I don't know what I, I think. They, I, I think they did. Uh, I, think oh, I, think I have to ask our youth pastor. I I, they don't like that, that when they when they say because I think they frankly despise the cup. Is this interview not. over? <laughs> I, I think we're bringing I, it to I, an I, end. You, you're only hoping so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Matter of fact, tomorrow night, one note about church at the bar is we are not having church at the bar tomorrow night mm -hmm. because the Cardinals are playing their wild card game. That's right. And ah. so, uh, yeah. it's although a sports bar. We are not having. Yeah, we we don't want to interfere with. 
you know, that yeah. sort of, we don't want people to be mad at the church because, no, hey, no, no, what, what, what the heck is this? Yeah. So we're refraining from that, but we will be there and we'll, we'll be doing a watch party. We'll uh, be the instead. church at the bar. That's right. Okay. Exactly. okay. exactly. That's exceptional. That's neat. That's neat. Uh, uh, Good. Uh, I was going to ask uh, how you're uh, enjoying the gathering so far. Last Love few days it. here. Very inspiring. Uh, Holy Spirit's moving. Um, just, yeah, today, just talking about how it's so nice to, to come and be inspired and to mm-hmm. uh, to learn and to grow mm-hmm. and just, mm-hmm. you know, get get renewed mm-hmm. for ministry and, uh, and also reassured, <laughs> you know, that what we've been doing is the right thing. Yeah. Right. And the people that, that we're surrounded by mm. are just wonderful. You know, I tell people, I tell guests every weekend when they come to Joy that they're sitting next to some of the w- most wonderful people in our community. Amen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, f- I really feel that like when I'm here, yeah. I'm surrounded by just beautiful Christians yeah. who are on fire for Jesus. Yes. And, and it's it's contagious. Yeah, mm-hmm. we meet so many great people here. And yeah. Yeah, very yeah, that's one of the great things. Is it, it, it's the gathering of the tribe, and you know, people who are like-minded, people who mm-hmm. uh, are, are have a, a, the common heart. So that's that's a great thing. So, yeah, wh- what a, what a very special sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, your biggest hope for for a joy community uh, coming up uh, as as in the next five, ten, whatever. What's what's your biggest hope? Uh, each of you, Dave, what's your biggest hope? Well, you know, we. Um, recently moved into a new facility and we'd been portable for a long time oh we, we were a portable church probably for 17 years holy cats you can imagine oh. setting up and tearing down i don't know of yeah. anybody really do who Jesus, did it for, for yeah. 17 you years that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's um, early morning phone calls from the trailer puller that's like, i can't make it today yeah. <laughs> and that happened all the time. <laughs> so being in this new facility um has uh it's just been it's been an exciting move for us and we see that that having a permanent home is is really helping people connect mm-hmm. more effectively and so i i'm excited i see in the next five years we're going to be expanding um we're in a kind of a strip center but i'm looking forward to the day where we own the entire strip center mm-hmm. it's on the the most significant road yep. going through our community mm-hmm. and uh everyone in our community has heard of church at the bar but not everyone has heard of Joy Community Church. Right. And uh, I think having that presence on the main highway is serving us really well. Yeah. It's been a great season of ministry. Mm-hmm. It really has been. Even in the midst of COVID, mm-hmm. God has been so faithful and so yeah. good. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, how about you? How, what, what's, what's your vision? for uh, You're the worship leader. Talk to me about your vision mm-hmm. for worship and, and, and what's to come. Wow, it's funny you say that because we're actually looking for uh, – a worship internship we have a spot open wow and so we're looking to bring in somebody we, we love from from the lcmc somebody who wants to learn and grow and mm-hmm. uh you know uh see what it's like to be in a working church that mm-hmm. that does kind of some crazy ministry and mm-hmm. and we're all bivocational um just kind of a different look at what ministry can be mm-hmm. and um so yeah i mean i'm, I'm actually i'm getting older i'm i'm 50 and these Skinny that, jeans are getting that, a little that, tighter. That's a pretty well preserved fifty over there. Which is <laughs> a, I, 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 I know I, you thought I was thirty two. No, no. no, no I, 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 as I said, it's the sneakers, man. It's the sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> He's got kind of has the DJ hair he going does, on. Too. He does have the DJ hair. <laughs> not quite. It's, it's not quite a DJ flat top. No, it's not quite a DJ flat no, top. D- DJ Pastor DJ's got uh, he's, he's got you, pokey you, hair. You, right. you could land a helicopter on top of it. There's no question about that. I love you, DJ, but it's just the truth. But we're li- I'm looking to build into people people's lives who sure. uh, who want to really who want to do this for uh, who want to give their life to it. You sure. know, and then we like to send them on to another congregation or start up a, um, another plant or use them in our congregation. Um, so that's that's kind of I'm sort of starting to see my my 24 years, uh, you know, as more of a um, a mentoring role yeah. with, with some up and coming. Nice. Uh, if if I'm in the the St. Louis area, how do I get a hold of you guys? Where where do we find you? At the bar somewhere. Just at go the to bar. <laughs> you, you know, my <laughs> suspicion is there are a couple of them in the St. Louis area. Yeah. Is there any more specificity there? So we have joycommunity.com. Yes. Joycommunity.com. You know, even as I say that, it just tells you how long we've been around, right? Mm-hmm. To be able to get joycommunity.com. Yep. Yep. I can't believe we have. It yep. feels awesome. Yep. And then we also have churchatthebar.net. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Churchatthebar.net. And, um, but we are on the main strip, Highway K, which goes yeah. right down the middle of our community. and. Yeah, yeah, that's the main road. We can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, 
YouTube. Uh, we do live services, and they're all out there. So, um, yeah, lots of ways to get a hold of us. Joycommunity.com. Okay, yeah. Joycommunity.com. Hey, uh, Dave and Steve, right? Scott. Scott. Dave and Scott. Sorry about that, Scott. Sorry, We're doing Steve next. Steve is next. Steve is next. Yep, yep. Absolutely. God bless you guys, and we pray uh, God's blessing on your ministry mm. and, uh, Thank you. and that you will prosper and uh, that it, you'll definitely uh, go out and advance God's kingdom there. In, uh, we receive that in o Jesus' O'Fallon, name. O'Fallon, Missouri. O'Fallon, right? Missouri. I did right. get that part yeah. right. Yes. You got it. All right. David Rispoli and Scott, Scott uh, Bowles from Joy Community Church or uh, Church at the Bar in O'Fallon, Missouri. I think I'd rather go to Church at the Bar myself. Let's do it. Absolutely. Let's go. What do we have going Road on trip. on a Wednesday do night? They have Road trip. Do they have Shiner Bach on tap? I'm just hoping that. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll hook it up. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you need. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank Take you. Bye-bye. Wasn't that a really neat story? Uh, Church at the Bar. What, uh, what a wonderful ministry that Pastor David and Pastor Scott have going on down there in O'Fallon. Uh, uh, David and Scott, thank you for taking the time once again. Next up, we have Pastor Jeremy King. Jeremy is with Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church, and he is going to share his thoughts on what's, what's happening uh, in the church today. All right, welcome back to another session of that unofficial podcast of the 2021 LCMC Annual Gathering. Uh, this time I am joined by... Mark Soljum, Jen Kaminsky-Horak, and Jeremy King. Jeremy, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, so, Jeremy, why don't, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and, uh, and the church that you serve? Yeah, great. Um, well, the most important thing to know about me is that I am um, father to Gabriel and Nariah, so uh, eighth grade and uh, sixth grade. And I'm husband to Michelle. Um, my wife's a marriage and family therapist. Um, I'm originally from Huntington Beach, California. Uh, I spent the first 40 years of my life with a board on the beach. And now I reside in Hudson, Wisconsin and work in Afton, Minnesota. And so I figured I'd spend the next 40 years of my life strapped to a tree with a bow in my hand. <laughs> so um, uh, my wife jokes that I... She married a California boy, and her dad instantly turned me into a Minnesota man, so hunting, fishing, all that stuff. Um, I, there's two things I told the Lord I didn't want to do in my life. One was be a church planter, um, and the other was to be the pastor of a large congregation. And the last two things I've done in my life over the last 15 years has been be a church planter and pastor a large <laughs> congregation. So it's, it's always unwise to tell God what you won't do. That's what I've learned. I, yeah. I've learned that I probably should tell him what I, I don't, I should not tell him what I don't want to do. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he, and I'm proof that God has a good sense of humor. So, uh, I planted radiant church back in 2010, um, and was with that congregation for 10 years. And actually, there are pastors here at the conference now, uh, Joel Kelly, great guy. Um, and I was called away to uh, Shepherd of the Valley in 2019. So I serve Shepherd of the Valley uh, in Afton, Minnesota. Okay. And you started there in 2019. Join it. Yep. January 2019. So the funny thing is, so my family moves. We moved to Afton, or we moved to Hudson, and the the week after we get there uh the polar vortex of 2019 mm. hits oh. and so it was negative 50 degrees <sighs> and my children had never experienced uh, like even anything more than like negative five so it was uh it was an interesting moving experience dad what did you do to us why are we here pretty much yeah, yeah. that'll yeah. teach you how to do winter for sure yeah, for sure <laughs> i actually i should have done like a vlog video blog of of like california boy moves to like, you know, the Midwest. Oh, yeah. Like the first time I ran the snowblower, you know, uh, um, <laughs> uh, no one told me you're supposed to like crank the thing to which direction the wind is going. Oh, in. yeah. So I was like, I look like a s abominable snowman after <laughs> like going down my driveway once. So, yeah. Oh, that's great. Mm -hmm. Things we took for granted that uh, mom and dad taught us when we were little. Absolutely. Uh, from growing up here. Yep. Yes. Yep. It only takes one time out, though, before you figure out, oh, I can point that in a different direction. Yeah, learn pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. get it down your collar, and that's uh, th that's all it takes. 
crank that thing the other way. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, so you were there for about a a little over a year and then COVID hit. That's right. (laughs) So uh, uh, what was, uh, what was that like with uh, a brand new, brand new church? uh, Just, just meeting everybody and then sort of getting slammed by that. Yeah, that and and that's a challenge. So Shepherd is a larger congregation, so about thirty five hundred people call it home. And so on a Sunday, there's like about a thousand to twelve hundred there. And the first year was great. It was just getting to know everyone and trying to get to know names and you know get to know faces. And I have an amazing team um, that I'm grateful to work with. But when COVID hit, um, you know, I had only been there a year and three months. And I went from getting to know people to not seeing anyone, a single soul, except for on video screens for six months. And we got really good really quickly at online you know, ministry. It was not a church, though a big church was not geared for um, the digital world. So we had had a bequest, which was a good, good thing, um, uh, some resources sitting there so that we could improve worship. And so when COVID hit, we we're like, oh, now we know how we're going to improve worship. Um, so I walked in on like, was it Wednesday? And I gathered the team. I said, we're about to go remote. We're about to shut everything down. Um, do not worry about your jobs. We will figure it out. Um, I know you have a position description. Throw that out the window. Mm-hmm. We're now going to break into three teams. The first team will take us from in-person worship to online worship. And the way that I want this to look and feel is as if we are walking into someone's living room to lead them in worship. So we're not going to try to recreate how we do it on the, the, in the sanctuary on Sunday. We're going to try to make it as if we're walking into everyone's home. So we have to rethink communion. We have to rethink, um, how we do liturgical elements and we're a more modern worship, um, community. And so we're going to strip down that band and make it into, kind of an acoustic feel and what does that look like? So I had a whole team work on that. Then the second team, um, their job was to reach out to every person that called Shepherd home. Um, so that's a, a lot of families. So we, uh, you know, phone calls, um, you know, car parades for birthdays, like, you know, you, you name it, we did all sorts of things, right? Um, cards in the mail, Um, we did that four times throughout the, the lockdown season. So uh, over that six months where we weren't meeting in person, we, we do, um, have different teams reach out. The pastors did it once, uh, you know, staff, small group leaders. Um, and then that third team was to develop what we call, and we've kept called the community care team. So the community care team, the idea was all, everyone, um, I made a form letter that everyone could put in all their neighbors' boxes, just saying, hey, my name is so-and-so, and I, I go to Shepherd of the Valley, and we just want to be caring for our neighborhood. And so if you get sick with COVID and need someone to run, get things for you, or if you get quarantined for whatever reason, or if there's any need you have, um, please let me know, and we would love to meet that need. Um, and so people could do that in their neighborhoods and then sign up for a community care team, which, uh, ended up, we have 200 people on that team now and wow. anyone from the community, um, either the, any of the cities that we serve in, we're a little bit regional, um, can make a request online. And then that goes out to those 200 folks. And, um, after we take a look at it, of course. And then uh, that, that usually, once we post it, it gets snapped up within minutes. So that's kind of a cool thing that has stuck with us and helped us um, think more outwardly as a congregation in this time where the temptation is to really think inwardly. And the cool thing about it is anyone can do it. You, you know, you make a few photocopies of a, a letter and you are willing to do, roll up your sleeves and do some yard work or run some errands. Anyone can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, six months not seeing anyone, and then, then when we come back, I see only people from the eyes up, and I maybe see a third of my congregation for a season. Now we're finally getting back to some normalcy. And, um, but one of the challenging pieces is because I hadn't had a lot of years to build trust with this congregation, mm-hmm. that distance took its toll a bit for a while. And so 
Um, so I had to put out a lot of fires and, you know, with all the political tensions in our world and all those other tensions, um, I had to do a lot of visiting people and saying, Hey, tell me what hurts. Tell me what doesn't feel good right now. What, what are the tension points? And so it's been a lot of like, just going back to basics and, um, building trust. Mm -hmm. I love how you talked about, uh, I know what your job descriptions say, but throw it out. Uh, we're about to retool. Yep. Um, and uh, I think that's what's so amazing about COVID is actually forced us to say, um, are we achieving what we need to here? Um, yep. And because it's changed now, it, it sort of forced all of us to take a moment and go, you know what? I, let's rethink what we're doing here. Uh, yeah. Are we being effective? Um, yeah. We did something similar. We didn't uh, have the same three, but uh, we did something similar. It's like, all right, everybody, all hands on deck. We're changing what we're doing here. And mm -hmm. um, that got us through the time. And it sounds like that was a big piece of getting through the time for you, for your church, too. Yeah, definitely. Actually, the church has grown. Um, so one of the cool things about going digital is that if you do it well and you're committed to it um, and you invest the resources that need to be done, that that actually becomes the new front door of your congregation. Mm -hmm. And so we picked up a, a, a ton of people who are just curious and um, just we utilize our social media platforms well and um, we're able to kind of expand our voice. And then uh, people still to this day, I'll have someone show up new and they'll be like, oh, I've been with you for almost a year now, but I just never been here in person. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, it's great to meet you in person and um, just really exciting to see that the church is reaching people and not just like pulling people from other congregations, but grabbing people who had given up on church long, long ago mm -hmm. and just had a friend of a friend share a thought that we put out there. Um, so even this podcast, like um, I think it's cool of you guys to do this kind of stuff because it puts out into the world. Like what is, what is the bride of Christ? What does the church really look like? Because the world is asking right now, um, is the church just the same as everyone else? Are they going to be self-centered and self-focused? And so what is a huge challenge is actually an opportunity. Um, it's just that we have to be, we have to have the endurance to write it out. Um, I told my staff and my key volunteers, I said, we're about to go into a marathon that we haven't trained for, and we have to change our shoes in mile three. And about six months in, I said, okay, maybe it's not a marathon. Maybe it's more like a triathlon. <laughs> and we have to get some new equipment. <laughs> and then about a year in, I said, okay, maybe it's an Ironman. And, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm running out of analogies here for this yeah. race we're in. Um, and there is no finish line. This just is the new normal. And so what I'm trying to do now with my congregation is like our yearly goal, our, our initiative for the year is to cultivate our strength in interpersonal relationships, to reconnect our communities and our members with the mission of Shepherd of the Valley. So everything that we do is serving that end. So it, to put it in like one line, everyone from me to the, the every staff person to every volunteer, we want to make it personal. So instead of the email, if you can make a phone call, instead of a phone call, if you can just drop by in person, like just get face to face with people because a lot of the political tensions, the tensions in church, they're, they're exacerbated by a distance. Mm -hmm. And so as we close that distance and get face to face and get low and slow with people. So my wife's a marriage and family therapist. So when someone's mm -hmm. spun up, when our kids are spun up, she, she's taught me get low and slow, mm -hmm. get low and slow with people and just remind them like, like Jen said this morning in the session, speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Right. And so speak tenderly to your congregation. And, um, and that, that's served us well. Yeah, and hopefully by the time uh, uh, this is posted, the uh, uh, Jen Alexander's talk will be on LCMC's website. So if you missed that, um, mm -hmm. it was very great talk. It this was morning. So yeah, it's already up because it goes oh, it live. Is. Yep, and then it's immediately on All the right, YouTube so channel. So definitely check it out. It yep. was it's well worth your time. I'm a little biased. I went to seminary with Jen, and she's my good friend. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know her very well, and she did a great job. So there, there's <laughs> good, your unbiased good. opinion. She's even got two N's in Jen, so you yes. know where she's going. <laughs> there you go. Okay. We know it's a two-N Jen day. That's right. Our two-N Jen thinks that if you only got one N, you might be a little bit suspect. Yeah. Oh. Or as my kids would okay. say, a little sus. A little oh, sus. Yeah, okay. they would say that. They yep. say it. that. My son would say that, too. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what else do you guys want to know? The uh, what what's your takeaway from the gathering here over the last couple of days? Oh yeah, great. Um, you know, 
So again, I'm biased. I'm on the board of trustees mm -hmm. of LCMC, so I get to help create this. Um, but I, I, f I really feel like um, LCMC itself is turning this corner into LCMC 3.0, the third generation or season. And um, we're really putting this emphasis on districts and fellowships and really putting this emphasis on mutual shared ministry um, to strengthen the, the whole. Um, and that's an exciting thing. And I love to see it play out here. Um, I love to see that we're, we're broadening our generations. So um, this year you look out and you see multiple generations instead of just one generation. You see young people in leadership, people like Jen here. I, I'm just assuming you're young. <laughs> so, so yeah, we see young, <laughs> we see young people in leadership and my own, um, my, my own youth director who is actually in seminary now, she's preaching tomorrow for the closing session. Like those things are really exciting to me because you see all the way from the old to the young, this commitment to the gospel moving forward. And um, so my takeaway is that um, we're in this season where we're getting new momentum. Um, we're getting more and more congregations joining and more and more congregations asking about, hey, um, how could I think about supporting a church plant, right? And so those kind of conversations um, through a district level will actually be the fuel for the future. And that'll be really exciting. Very cool. Well, thanks for taking the time, Jeremy King. Uh, where can the folks find you at? On, online, in person? Oh, yeah. Um, so sov.church is my, um, my website for my congregation. Um, I, like, I'm not near as cool as you guys, so I don't have a podcast or anything like that. <laughs> but my ugly mug appears on their YouTube channel and things like that. So it's Shepherd of the Valley in Afton, Minnesota. And then, you know, I'm, I teach for a master's institute and do a few other things. So there might be some videos here and there. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Best of luck to you guys and enjoy tracking down people to interview here. Hey, All thanks right. a lot. Yeah, thank thanks. you. All right. See ya. Uh, thank you, Pastor Jeremy, uh, for sharing your thoughts. Next up, we have Mike Bradley. Mike is the service coordinator for LCMC. We've had him on the program before. If you, uh, if you heard that episode, if you haven't, go back and check that out. Um, so we appreciate Mike taking the time out of his busy, busy schedule. That guy was running all over the place. So we appreciate him taking the time. Before we get to Mike, I just want to let you know that that podcast is available anywhere you listen to your podcasts. You ju can just search that podcast, Atonement Fargo. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, all over the place, as well as YouTube. Just search Atonement Fargo, that podcast, or that podcast, Atonement Fargo. You can find all of our past episodes. You can catch up on, on all things Atonement, really, at YouTube, um, past uh, services, past Bible studies. It's really, really great resource for us. So go ahead and uh, find those wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, subscribe, like, and subscribe. Um, ring, the, ring the bell on YouTube. You'll get the latest episodes right there as soon as they drop every single week. You can also go to thatpodcast.net. So uh, next up, Mike Bradley. All right, we are back for one more session on that unofficial podcast. It is unofficial. The, that unofficial podcast. We might be able to make it official right now. We, 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 I've tried this before. I, 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 we got him on the spot now. We have him on the spot. We do have him on the spot. <laughs> we we're, are, we're officially unofficial <laughs> or unofficially official. We are joined by Mike Bradley. Mike, how's it going? It's going great. We've had two and a half days of just a great time together at uh, this year's annual gathering. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. We have the service coordinator for LCMC. Uh, this is uh, he, He's not just the service coordinator for LCMC, but Mike, Mike is, um, Mike's, I don't know how he could be a Yankees fan. That's the th part that just <laughs> You're a Yankees me. fan? Uh, yeah. I have should, been a Yankees fan. We should turn the fan. machine off. Yeah, he admitted that from the, from yeah. the stage. Hey, yeah. it, was, it was Since dangerous. Since I was a little boy. I'm yeah. not a Yankees fan, but I will say over and over and over again that what's the point of playing a game? To win. And George Steinbrenner does everything in his power <laughs> to win. 
year after year after year. It's not whether year. you win or lose. It's how you play the game. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> well, Mike, well, we're, we're glad that you're with us today. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Yes. So uh, how, how have things been going over the past? Uh, it's been a, a long year and a half. Uh, can you talk to us about that and, and some of the challenges that you've seen? Yeah, so I've been in the, the role of service coordinator for about, about a year and a half now. And in, in some ways, it's been long. When I, I first started, COVID was still uh, really raging. Mm-hmm. And travel was restricted, and so you couldn't meet with people face-to-face and that kind of thing. So I did just a lot of Zoom meetings and uh, still trying to meet people around the association and just trying to listen to their hearts and and uh, it also enabled me to do a lot of thinking and praying and planning, though. And, and a lot of that is actually being manifested here at this year's gathering. So mm-hmm. certainly was productive. And since then, travel's open now, not just myself only, but other staff members, other pastors and leaders around the association. So it's, it's going really well. Good. Yeah. You know, one thing, this is one thing that, that we've done uh, at Atonement was start a podcast. Yeah to stay connected with with our members and things like that what else have you seen uh, from other congregations creative ways to keep connected with their with their congregations well I, one of the ways that a lot of congregations are trying to stay connected not not all uh, but quite a few are, are becoming part of what we call districts or fellowships um, which is is always voluntary it's never a mandatory thing but there are congregations looking to get together, getting to know each other, sharing resources, helping each other out, and, and not only congregations, but leaders coming together. And, and I intentionally use the word leaders, not just pastors. So it might be youth leaders, children's ministry leaders, worship leaders, that kind of thing. So there are different events they're planning just for the sake of relationship around the country in a region and building those relationships and, and uh the more intentional they are about that, the more it seems that they have a sense I'm not in this alone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mark or Paul, do you have? A- I I thank you for the gathering. It uh, it's been an amazing time of rejuvenation. I think for us just right. to get together. Um, the speakers uh, were phenomenal. Uh, right. So, uh, hear it. but it was also good to just hear. Oh, you know, we've gone through this together. COVID had this sort of isolating effect right but uh to hear from other leaders that oh you experienced the same things and how did you deal with it and just to be able to talk about that was was huge for us and to feel like uh uh, we're all in that together yeah a a blessing for us i think well and that's uh one thing we hope lcmc will increasingly become paul's heard me talk about this ad nauseum for years now loving it Uh, but we hope it becomes that safe place in the sense that that leaders, again, ordained and lay, can just be honest and real about what their church might be going through, what they might be going through uh, individually, and find at least a, a small pocket of people who can be f- be there for them, listen well, love them. Perhaps at, at times there's even something we can do to help each other. Uh, but they don't have to put on a false facade. They don't have for, to pretend everything's going well when it's not. And, and sometimes it's just enough to have a friend. You can say, you know, this, this year has sucked, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, which comes from the Hebrew word sake, <laughs> by the way. And uh, used often in the Psalms, I believe. Yeah, yes. Very, very, very yes. often. Yes. And, and the imprecatory Psalms. The <laughs> song, songs of lament there. Yeah. Next to Salah, it was used exactly. in yes. <laughs> and, But just having that friend or group of friends where you can be that real, uh, even though it might not fix something in the immediate present, it 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 it, it helps bring some healing to the soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I just want to say something, Mike, because I, I I appreciate you so much. You know that I do. I'm gonna give you a hard time back and forth. We we love to do that. But uh, the other day when we you were doing your um, uh, uh, 3.0, okay. and I was listening to the Mike Bradley story, and I can't tell you the number of times I've heard that, but I I just said. 
I am so glad to hear it again. I love your story. I love. I'm serious, Mike. I love your oh, testimony. You. I'm not blowing smoke because you know I don't need to. Yes, uh, I know. But I just, I just loved hearing your testimony. I loved hearing your story. I loved hearing that 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 uh, the tension with your your mentor who later became your father-in-law. Yeah. That's just that's an amazing, amazing story. And you know, I, I God's. Sitting right here in this group right here, yeah. um, Mark and I had a connection many, many years ago that God said, you know, I need to put the two of you back together. We were going to have a connection yes. that, would, that got misfired, but then it got sabotaged. I mean, it, it, it was sabotaged. It really was. And, uh, but God says, I need the two of you together. So, you know, Mike, just having you here, just seeing you as a part of LCMC's uh, service coordinator, it brings me joy, as I said. Oh, I thought thanks, Paul. When, when I heard that you were willing to do this, I thought, man, this is going to be great. <laughs> uh, I'm with Mark. I love the speakers. The speakers have been great. Uh, you know, Jeremy did a, a lights-out job. Yes. Nathan yeah. did a great job. And uh, uh, Jen Alexander. Jen, Jen Alexander. Yeah. I was going to say Jess, but I knew it wasn't Jess. But Jen sure. Alexander, she did a fabulous job. Yeah. I mean, just uh, it has been Fan stinking tastic. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And uh, yeah, Mike, Glad to hear it. what do you think uh, is is going to be uh, the greatest challenge for our churches going forward? I mean, I mean, I've we've got our own sort of local answer, but from your vantage point, can you see something that that maybe would would re- reveal what needs to happen in the next couple of years? Well, one of the, one of the challenges, not not the only one. But one that's definitely going to be there is, uh, first of all, we're increasing in numbers. It's not going to be too much longer. We're going to be over 1,000 congregations Mm -hmm. uh, worldwide. We'll be over 800 here in the United States, over 300 overseas. And and, um, one challenge will be just in that mass number, how do we responsibly care for our leaders? Not, Not just, you know, can you do the job? Do you have the skills? But for you as a person... Uh, how do we how do we help you how do we help one another care for our souls and be very intentional about that a- another real challenge is going to be the number of churches that are going to be losing pastors in the coming years there's going to be a number of retirements coming up in the next five to ten years there's a number of smaller churches uh, those rural those ranching those urban churches that are 50 75 50 people they're, they're no longer able, uh, many won't be able to afford uh, a seminary-trained, ordained pastor. Where are the leaders of those congregations going to come from? And how are we going to support those, identify those leaders, support them, bring training to them, mentor them uh, in, a, in a responsible way? Um, uh, we're going to have to experience a robust practice of the priesthood of believers coming down the pike and we're, we're going to have to think that through and strategize that out so you know that that might provide uh the spirit opportunities that that it wouldn't otherwise i, I think I, I i can't remember who said this it's not original with me but where some people see challenges i see opportunities mm-hmm. and, and i think that's what ultimately what it's going to be mm-hmm. and and um i think we can hit it head on with with confidence knowing that the lord's with us so well we had a great conversation last night uh with north dakota south dakota minnesota areas okay. about how we can do just that how can we help some of these congregations yeah. that uh like you said can't afford a pastor their pastor retired uh, they're not in a position to get another one um you know how, how can we walk with them yeah so it, it's an exciting opportunity I think. and that's a conversation that's going on uh all around the country amongst multiple LCMC groups, which just reinforces um, that, that we are a congregational association. We're not a top-down, heavy-handed, structured organization. Mm-hmm. And as pastors and congregations get together, brainstorm, talk, pray, there's going to be all kinds of uh, creative ideas that are, that are going to spring up at the grassroots, at the regional level. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, uh that kind of stuff always happens on the fringes. All of the creativeness happens exactly. on the fringes. It, it never happens in the central office. Exactly. So that's the strength of, of our association. Yeah. We have no central office. That, that's another strength. We don't have a central office. That's true for, for those of you listening. Because then you got to buy supplies. All of us on staff and, yeah. live uh, across the country. <laughs> uh, we're spread out. So, yeah. Yeah. Great. Kind of like the Three Stooges. Spread out. Yeah, spread <laughs> out. <laughs> 
That's us it's here. It's never right a good here. podcast without a Three Stooges <laughs> reference. Yeah. There, huh? We can always count on Paul. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, Mike, I appreciate you taking the time. You uh, bet. You, you've uh, been going gangbusters for, like you said, two and a half days, and yep. we got a half day tomorrow yet. Yeah, yeah, another half day, and I'm I'm presenting my first keynote message as service coordinator tomorrow morning. So. Uh, hopefully I'll get my beauty rest tonight and be ready to go. So. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Mike Bradley, service coordinator for LCMC. Oh, Paul's got I, something one, else. One last thing. You know, we this issue about unofficial and Unof- official yeah. podcast. You know, like John Nelson said, it, it wasn't that they uh, uh, told us that, that we couldn't do it, I mean, that, that we could, couldn't do it. No one said we could do it, so we're, we're doing it anyway. So, you know, the, no, no, no one yeah. said we couldn't do it. So we're yeah. doing it now. There you go. Well, yep. you know, we're a decentralized association. So uh, <laughs> exactly. right here, we got we got a podcast going on. <laughs> no one said we. No it's, one. it's about that, whether or not you want it to be or not. Yeah, Steve Turnbull didn't come down here and unplug the stuff, you know, so we're in good shape. There yes. you go. Yeah, yeah why did we lose power all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. Well, again, thank you, Mike, for, for taking the time. You and and uh, good luck it's going Pre- forward. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much, Mike, for taking the time out of your very, very busy schedule. We really do appreciate it. That will do it for part one of our three-part series of podcasting from the 2021 LCMC Annual Gathering. We're calling this that unofficial podcast, as you heard. Uh, So we appreciate everybody taking the time. Uh, As always, if you are looking for a place to worship this weekend, if you're in the Fargo-Moorhead area, you can visit us on-site at 4601 South University Drive. You can also find us online at all the uh, all, all the all the places, uh, atonementfargo.org, atonement.live, YouTube by searching Atonement Fargo. Uh, we have services at 9 a.m. That's a tradition service. And then at 10.30 a.m. for our modern service. Thank you all so much for joining us. And join us next time for another riveting episode of That Podcast. <laughs>